Welcome to the Oxford North Carolina Exchange, a podcast dedicated to providing Oxford-related media for Oxford North Carolina. In this episode, we talk about Area Congregations in Ministry, or ACIM, with Sue Hinman, longtime ACIM director, and with John Tovey, the president of their board of directors. We want to welcome everybody to uh, this edition of the North Carolina of the Oxford NC uh, exchange. Um, today we are at ACIM. Uh, many of you will recognize uh, that uh, those four letters, area congregations in ministry. And uh, we are here uh, simply to be reminded of, okay, this wonderful organization here in our midst. But we also want to find out, okay, what are the unique things that are going on right now? Um, what are the specific needs that uh, uh, that ACIM is trying to address, uh, you know, at, during this season of life? Um, and uh, we hope that you enjoy it. Um, I'm going to let all of us introduce ourselves. Um, if you're watching, hi, I'm uh, Alan Kennecke, uh and I'm going to hand it off to my colleague. Hi, I'm Adam Light, and I'm here with uh, Sue Hindeman and uh, John Tovey, and as Alan just said, we're, we're, we're the Oxford NC Exchange, and we have a few questions we want to get going, but uh, we're going to start off with saying, who are you, and what brings you to Oxford? I'm Sue Hinman, and I um, got brought to Oxford. Uh, my husband got transferred down to the Cary area, and for some reason, Oxford stuck, stuck out on, on the map like Raleigh should have, and so we are in the first house we ever looked at online, and I enjoy it, um, and then... I joined a church after, you know, what you do when you move someplace, and that church needed a committee chair. And somehow or another, I became the committee chair of missions, which was an elder. And then I went to the ACIM meeting and became the director. I'm still the interim director. They haven't hired me officially yet, but but that's okay. Um, I'm still doing this 25 years later. Um, so I do enjoy this job. Um, it does make me feel good knowing that I'm doing what I believe God has brought me to this area for. And let me give you to my, my president of my board, uh, John Tovey, and let him introduce himself. Yeah, hello, I, I'm John Tovey. What brought me to Oxford? Um, the short version is a woman. Uh, my wife, we, we moved to Oxford to be nearer her sister, and um, I decided to retire one day, and we moved down to Oxford. I just fell in love with the town, and since I retired, I have never been so busy. And as Sue says, first thing you do is join a church, right. and that gets you involved in all sorts of things. Uh, a mentor of mine said, uh, Alan, this is what the reality of retirement is. It's more work and less money. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Well, yeah, some of, some of the jobs All we do is no money. no money, but that's it, it. It did start out as a very little money. It's doing a very good job better right now, but it, it did start out that way. So, And this question is for each of y'all. What is your absolute favorite thing to do in Oxford? I have time to do something. Um, but between the two of us, I know we're very, very busy. Um, and it's just like everything else. Those, the one person that does everything in the church is the one person that does everything in the community. And both John and I are very busy at doing those things. So I just love being in the community and getting to do the things that are around here to do. What about you, John? Well, and myself, I'm very, very busy. I'm involved in all sorts of things, as Sue knows. Uh, Sue is a county commissioner. I am a city commissioner. 
I'm a deacon at my church. I'm chairman of the Usses at my church. I'm a past president of the Lions Club. And also I'm now the president of the board at ACIM after being a volunteer many years ago. Thank you for volunteering for us, John. You've done an awesome job. And without you here helping us out, we couldn't do what we do. So thank you. Okay, now the question is, what is the best thing that has happened to you in Oxford? I want to say ACIM, quite frankly. Um, you know, first of all, it was my church and then ACIM because they're the ones that got me here. And uh, just getting me involved in the community and, and, and getting to know all the people in Granville County. And you're really surprised how many people you meet here and getting to go out and to talk to the different churches and uh, about ACIM. So I want to say ACIM. What about you, John? I would say exactly the same thing. My church and ACIM, um, they're the best things that happened to me. And hopefully they're the best things that happened to Oxford and Granville County. Thank you. Great. All right. Um, first question is, okay, we have this acronym, um, ACIM. And tell us what that acronym means, you know, and why it relates to what this place does. It stands for Area Congregations and Ministry. And what it does and how it got here was we, um, back before 86, we've been doing this since 1986. Um, and back in that day, um, at Thanksgiving, it was this time of the year, and a lady had been around to all the different churches begging for food for Thanksgiving. And so six pastors showed up at the same door at the same time hmm. to help with food. And they, while they were waiting for the lady, they got there talking and they decided there has to be a better way to share the food and get it out to the people that truly need it. So that's how they formed ACIM. They had different churches doing different things, food, um, clothes, utilities, that type of stuff. And it was all one. Um, and they were finally able to get us back into one building when they moved downtown into um, the school down in, in Oxford. So, um, but that's how we got around here. That's a fascinating story to say, okay, they all showed up at the same time. Um, I suppose we could call that a divine appointment, or we can call it chance, whatever you think. Well, I like <laughs> but to it's say meant that to, was it was meant God to happen. Working. We'll just put it that yes. way. Yes, it was. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. and it, it worked out very well. And, and like I said, it was all the churches in Granville County got together at that point and agreed to work out of one location to give the things that they know that God has asked them to give. So that's that was that's where we came from. So that's how it all got started. What exactly do you do you do now in your capacity here in the year 2023? Well, at this point we've had to give up the clothes because even though this building is five times larger, six times larger than the building we were in, clothes take up so much space and so many volunteer hours that those were things that we had to somehow we had to give up some of it and we needed the space for more food so we just basically do food right now when we got the um, extra we were getting meat from the walmart distributorship and when we started getting that meat it required us to have freezers and so that gave up more space too and then we had to um, lease a, a truck and because of the leasing of the truck the payments we normally would have made for utilities goes toward the truck so we are no longer able to pay for utilities right now. Um, we're, so we're just basically giving food away. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what is the mission statement of ACIM? 
That one we're going to skip on because okay. I, I do have it, but it's in another room. And it, there exactly. is a mission statement, and we will get to that. You can at. skip this when you record. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's been all right. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I had the, I had the old the the, the old one here. Um, okay. Okay. You said that you've been serving the Granville County area since 1986. Um, you said, okay, you know, the services uh, that you're offering right now is pr- is primarily food. Um, in the past, there's been you know help with clothing. Um, there's been help with utilities. Um, do you do anything, you know, beyond the the the, uh, the offering of food, um, life skills, or anything like that? We, we have not done since COVID hit. We have not done the budgeting class. We used to do the budgeting class once a quarter um, for people that needed help with the utilities. Um, we still do help with. Um, emergency through the uh, sheriff's department or the any of the sh- um, police departments in Granville County um, of helping putting people into a hotel for just an emergency night until we can get them back on the road for where forever and uh, we do try to help with food with that we'll give them a backpack buddy meal just to get them on the way right and and we also have menus out there so that people can the food that we give them they can use it utilize it and cook it in the best way in a good healthy way Isn't that right sue that's totally that's totally right we do help uh, the food bank does help us with that we also have um meredith college the nutrition college uh a nutrition class they will come out and they will um fix some items and and show people how to make something such as with chickpeas i mean everybody just loves chickpeas and when we get tons of them in we have to show people what else to do with them besides go i don't like chickpeas you know and so once we taught them that you can grind kind of squish them up and make them like taco meat or you can dry them and make them like dried nuts or hummus. yeah at hummus yes well it's what hummus is is, is chickpeas yes. um so but yeah so we have them come down and they help us figure out some of these things we've had one of the cooks from um strong arm he used to come down occasionally and, and make some stuff, but they've got him up off early in the morning, so coming down anymore hasn't worked out. Um, but he, he made succotash, and, and I've never liked succotash, but let me tell you what, that was some of the best stuff I've ever had. But we do get in some strange vegetables and some things that the people aren't quite sure what they are. Mm-hmm. So because they're not sure what they are, if, if, if we give it to them and they're going to go, oh, we don't want it, then it's not going to give them the nutrition because they're not going to eat it. Right. So if we show them a way that will be nutrition to nutritionals then and they eat it they find that they like it and so when the the ladies from meredith come or whoever from meredith comes down and, and actually cooks they show them how to make it which is usually fast and then they taste you know give tastes out and normally they all go no i don't want to try it and then they when they do try it they go, oh, this is pretty good. Can I have some more? Mm. You know, and so then we've given them a, something to do with that vegetable or that whatever it is that we have an abundance of that they just didn't have, have never eaten before and didn't know what to do. Right, right. Um, you know, in, in light of what you've said, you know, for, you know, our listeners and watchers, um, if you were to address you know people that want to and do support ACIM and are concerned about issues of food insecurity what do you think we could best be educated on in saying okay here are the real issues and here's how we can become better at 
um, addressing the need. Um, you know, you've talked, you know, not just about, okay, the fact of food, but type of food. Can you say more about that? Sure. Um, well, back when um, the, this started back in 1986, um, when they decided that everybody would get together and make a food collection on the fifth Sunday of every month. Well, it's gone down, you know, it, it went down to um, once a year for a lot of churches, but we still need it to be not just the fifth Sunday, but every Sunday or at least once a month. And because we do serve anywhere from 50 families to 150 a day, wow. that's a lot of food to be given out. And, and, it, and quite frankly, now we have two freezers at 16 by 20 and a refrigerator that's 16 by 20 and shelf space. Um, we also do backpack buddies. So we have the space to give away and we, health products such as shampoo, t- um, toothbrush, deodorant, that thing, because that's the kind of stuff you can't buy with food stamps. Right. And, and you still need toilet paper. You know, that, oh, yeah. you, you know, that doesn't go away. You right. still need toothpaste and toothbrushes. That's why my dentist hates to see me come because I'm always begging for more toothpaste, more t- um, toothbrushes. So, um, and I'm sure anybody that has anything to do on the board is their dentists hate them too. So, <laughs> but, um, so th- that's just basic. We can take anything and we'll give away anything. So um, any types of food, I mean, since we've got the space, to do it we'll we'll take that um, right now we're begging for turkeys we we had one church that was donating a lot of turkeys every year for thanksgiving and this year we didn't get them something happened there was a miscommunication or something but it didn't happen so there are no turkeys for thanksgiving this year um, we do have the oxford baptist is trying to it has given us um, s- um s- 16 so far oxford baptist has been trying to um have people go out to Food Lion and and if they get the free turkey to donate the free turkey to ACIM. So we have about 16 of them right now in the freezer ready for Monday. Um, but right now, there are no turkeys to help out with. So, yeah. But there are other things that we do. Sue, Sue, mentioned, Sue mentioned other things that we do. During the pandemic, for instance, Revlon helped us a lot with... Um, hand sanitizer lip balm things like that we have that here as well um sanitary stuff you know so it's not just food it's the things that as sue said you cannot buy with food stamps but the people need if they need food they need other things and we don't want them to choose between food and toiletries let's try and give them both that's very true so you said a little bit about what you offer. If someone is interested in these uh, services, where can they go and uh, how do they apply? They can come to 634 Roxborough Road. That's right across the street from the veterinarian on Roxborough Road and next door to Granville um, uh, Shrine Club and also the, the gentleman that makes um, pantries. Uh, next door um so and we're down a long driveway there's a big sign out there that says acim come on in and we will try to do the best we can to help you um with food um of course we do ask you to next time to go apply for food stamps before you come back because we know we don't give you very much because we don't have that much to give you but we want you to have enough food to take care of yourself so we ask you to go apply for food stamps afterwards now you're not required to get them to get food but you ha- are required to go try. Um, and if they turn you down, you're still welcome to come try and get food from us. And do you work hand-in-hand with any uh, statewide or uh, regional food banks? We do. We work with um, the North Carolina um, 
Eastern and Central Food Bank. Um, we get food from them twice a month right now. Um, we, that's where we get by our backpack buddy food. And we get government food. It's called TFAB, the Emergency Food Assistance Program. We get from them. We can also buy food from them. Some of it is what they call a share cost product, which we share the cost with them um, from the wholesalers that they buy it from. And, and then we can buy it and put it on the shelf or the stuff that they get in from such as um, we, food, um, food line distributorship like we do. They get food in that's dented or the label's kind of scratched or missing or whatever, uh, hold in the diaper bag or whatever. They, they, we share the price with, the price with them at 19 cents a pound. So we can buy food from them or we can, you know, either way, the, the 19 cents a pound or the, the shared cost product. So and and like I say, we get it from Food Line Distributorship. We also get meat in from Walmart Distributorship um, when they have extra that they can donate. Real quick, um, along those lines, uh, you've mentioned you know receiving food, the purchasing of food, in participating with ACIM. You know, obviously, you know, there's been food donations from the very beginning. Um, but I'm curious as to what would be perhaps the most efficient way for people to participate with ACIM? We can bring you know cans of food and, and, and other things to church and have them brought over to ACIM. Um, are there times where you know actually you get more food just simply by buying it through the food bank? There was times before COVID, before all this, you know, um, before the food shortages started happening, we could buy more from the food bank. Um, but right now, because it's even hard, um, we got a grant from Foodline for $10,000. And I called them up and asked if I could, I got $10,000, can I spend it? And they were, quite frankly, we'd love to, but we don't have it. We need to get it to our ch school, uh, to our church, uh, to our stores so that they can get it to the people that need to buy it. And so um, right now, I the best thing is if you could buy something when you were at the store, an extra can here or something on sale and whatever it is God knows and 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 he knows that we need it and so we end up getting you know that can we can still give it away so our theme our um, theme here is if everybody who can would buy mm -hmm. one can and bring it to store or, or to your church one of the stores downtown, um, they're collecting food, police station, sheriff's station. They will collect food for it and bring it to us. Um, then we can feed the truly needy of Granville County. But without your one can, we can't do it. Right. So thank you. Right. In going into the store and we're looking for our one can or five or ten, um, what particular cans would you advise us to pick up? Whatever, Say, okay. whatever God... I mean, because really, anything you pick up, we can give away, and mo most people need it. I mean, mo more than just green beans and, and corn. Canned meat. Canned meat, we always can use. Um, jelly. For some reason, for 25 years that I've been here, I have not been able to keep jelly on the shelf. I, I don't, we can usually keep peanut butter on the shelf, but I cannot keep jelly on the shelf. Soups, um, cereals, warm cereals in the wintertime, especially for my seniors. Because my seniors are making, now that they've cut the food stamps back, they're getting $18 a month in food stamps. Hmm. And so, you know, I really think we need to do a better job of helping to try to feed these people that have worked all their lives and saved, but 
it's not enough. They're and having to stretch their dollars. Right, yeah. right. Protein-based, I think. I think protein-based foods are the best that way we can help them help yeah. themselves. You know, so canned meats, as I say, vegetables. We get fresh vegetables as well that we uh, we give out on a day on a weekly basis, right? Right, right. What about dairy? Dairy, we, we do get in some dairy from the food bank for, through TFAB, but very few on that. And some of the grocery stores, because we do pick up from the two food lines in town um, and, and bring that in. And sometimes when the milk's getting close to date, um, we've got one church that does buy us milk and brings that in. Not much. I think it's like eight or ten gallons a, you know, a month, but still it's milk. Um, so we, we do give that away, but we have the refrigerators and so we're, we're more than welcome to take it. We have a gentleman that just butchered a cow Hmm. and he called me and asked me if I would take it. So this afternoon, after we get done with this, I'll be loading a cow into the freezers. Terrific. So eggs, eggs. Yes. Anybody that's got chickens. Yeah. Um, we have people bring us the cartons. Um, we collect cartons so we can do that, and um, and we give those to the people that have the chickens, so it doesn't cost them money to give us their eggs. Uh, well, they got to feed the chickens, but you know, but it doesn't cost them any more money to give us the eggs. So we do give away a, a lot of egg cartons, so we get back eggs. So uh, if you're listening out there, um, one of the things that I want to draw attention to that we've talked about is, you know, there was a time when it was more efficient to simply write a check so that they could buy, ACIM could buy food from the food bank. Now they advise that we buy the food ourselves and bring it to church or to ACIM. It is starting to get better at the food bank. Um, they are starting to pick up. It's not as well as it was prior to COVID, yeah. um, but it is getting a little bit better as far as things that we can buy. But I still, at this point, need you you to do the buying for us. Right, right. I'm I'm curious. All your time here at ACM, do you have any favorite memories or moments that just kind of say, "Wow, that that was a that really leaves a, leaves a dent in my mind." I, I have several, but one in particular, I had a, I'd been here over 20 years, and I had a gentleman that came in, and he needed a utility bill paid, and he was a senior citizen, and it was during the heat of the winter, summer. I mean, it was just horrifying how bad it was, and the gentleman handed me his electric bill, and, and our rule is it's $200 once a year for a maximum, and he handed me this bill, and it was $200 for two months. My electric bill was running three and four hundred dollars at that time period, and so I looked at it and went, "How could this be?" So I asked him. I said, "Well, sir, can I give you food?" And he goes, "Well, I know there's somebody out there that needs food worse than I do." And I, you know, I'm like, "Sir, you know, please, if you'll just go apply for food stamps, I can continually give you food. It's not a problem." Well, I know I can buy eggs at the Dollar Tree. And to that, this day, that still chokes me up is why should a senior citizen have to know that the way he can eat is by buying eggs at the Dollar Tree? So we have to find a better way and a, to get food in so we can help feed these senior citizens. Um, the, the children, they are getting food stamps. You know, still, they didn't get cut down hardly. And, you know, there are a few parents that have five kids that are only would only get $5 in food stamps because they their income is so high but it's not really that high when you think you've got four kids to feed and I don't know about you all but I remember when my kids were younger my son would get up from supper and ask for a bowl of cereal you know so I, you know it was like I know how much kids can eat um, but there is food stamps out there for them so we can get them food stamps and and we will 
even if they're turned down with those four kids, we will try to help the best we can. Now remember, it's whatever we have, it's what we can give out. So when the shelves get empty, and they have several times this last few months gotten almost down to nothing, then the next day when we're open, it's very hard. And that makes our days really sad because, you know, you're sending people away with nothing. But I, I remember when I first started here volunteering years ago, loading a car up outside and the lady was in tears because she hadn't eaten for such a long time. And it's those sort of memories that stick in your mind and you think you are doing good work, you're doing God's work. And this is what we're here for, to do the best we can to help these people. But to see the grateful look in that lady's eyes was just unbelievable. Yeah. And that's awe-inspiring, really. And some of these people actually come back and volunteer at some times. Really? We, we did have, I had someone back um, when I first started. She came in and she needed money to help with her electric bill. And I helped her out, and for many years afterwards, around Christmas time, she would walk in and hand me what I paid for her electric bill in mm. cash. And I said, but wow. don't you want a tax receipt so that you can take this? And she says, this, this wasn't between me and the government. This was between me and God. Mm. And I said, whoever helped me out, I would help back. And for many, many years, she paid that fee back every year. And I want to say it was at least 10 years. So we do get some people that, you know, that we help just on that emergency basis and they come in and they know and they see how many people we help and how hard it is. Yeah. Um, I've loved hearing those stories. Uh, um, the, the ones that, you know, can be described as nothing else than joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the stories that just tear into your heart. They do. Um, you know, in hearing that, um, what are ways that people in this community can step into those spaces of joy and to be in the places where it's hard? Well, they're more than welcome to be here during on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 9 to 12. We've got um, a couple organizations that actually once a month will send over some of their employees to help out, and which makes our day so much better because it does take about 30 volunteers a day just to open up our doors. Um, because by the time you, you do the intake and then the, the getting the food together and, and, and it, it takes a lot of people to do this. So volunteering, that's just one of the biggest, um, there's times that we also open Tuesdays and Thursday nights from, um, five 30 to seven 30 to help pack the boxes of food to get them ready so that the next day that we're open, we don't have to pack the box then. It's already pre-packed and ready to go so we can get the people that are here in and out much faster. Um, that's one of the things we learned during COVID was how to do this a little bit more efficient. Uh, but volunteerism is is a huge thing. Um, making that donation, even if you, you, know, you need to make that donation in a form of a check, we're still going to take care of it. We're still going to go out and buy what we need to buy. Uh, wherever we can get it for the best prices we can get it so any any money food your body uh, there's things that need to be done such as grants we need to look right for grants and that's not my thing um so and i'll be honest to everybody that that you know i need help with that doing this just talking to the public and letting them know what we need and how you can help us that's a huge thing because not everybody even knows about acim 
um, and here we've been here so long, and you know, but new pastors will come into town, and their churches won't forget, you know, won't remember to say something, and the pastor will start their own food pantry, not knowing what's going on, and and then that you know, it, then it, what happens is, I'm not saying the scammers are the only ones that get the advantage of that, right. but they're the ones that are the first ones to know there's a new church in town. It's not those seniors that need the extra food. It's it's the ones that, you know, have learned how to get around the situation. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, um, having all the churches come together and have this be a force multiplier, the most people get fed when we pool all of our resources together as opposed to us trying to all do our own individual thing. Absolutely. Yeah. When, and it's, it's, God told us that. He told us if we work together, we'll get it made. We'll take care of it. That's how it all started, right? That's Those right. six pastors showed up at the same place. You know, so it, and he showed us that. And if we can all work together, every agency that does this type of thing, if we can work together, and help these truly needy people. And there's a lot of them that have gotten back on their feet and not needed us, you know. It, but there are those ones that are going to need us forever, and it's like our seniors. And, and it's, it, it's a hard day when we've learned we've lost another senior. Yeah. And adding to that, I would ask that um, the people that listen to this, ask their neighbors because so many people think it's a stigma to ask for food. And it isn't. It's a right. I believe it's a right to yeah. be able to live. So the people that come here, they don't come here because it's another shopping spree for them. They need it. But there are so many people out there that don't want to ask. So find out from your neighbor. Yeah. Do they really need help? And try and offer that help. Yeah. And, and now saying that, we can, if you have talked to your neighbor and found out that you need food, we can give you the forms to fill out and have that neighbor sign it, and you can come pick it up for them. You don't, they don't even have to come in if they're not physically able to do that. They can have a neighbor bring it in. Hey, guys, we're back with uh, ACIM and uh, having a great time. And we're, earlier we were talking about ways to, to give back and everything. And so I'm just curious, y'all. Uh, I understand you're sponsoring a turkey drive coming up. Can you tell us more about it? Actually, it's Oxford Methodist Church is sponsoring the, the Turkey Trot, and they've done it since its inception 18 years ago. Um, and it's where everybody meets at Oxford Methodist. You fill out a little piece of paper, and at start around 8.30, you bring two cans of food. We'd like four, but bring two cans of food. And you can then turn around our piece of paper. We don't mind pieces of paper, little green ones, or the ones that have your names on them. We don't mind those. Um, but you, then you can turn around and um, walk at 9 o'clock. We're going to walk from and, um, downtown, in front of the Methodist Church, down to the um, Masonic Home and back. And then um, we'll give you your time so you can say how fast you did it. Anybody that donates over $200 to do the turkey trot or that not do the turkey trot, we'll try to get their name in the paper as a sponsor of the turkey trot. Um, and uh, the, the more the better. Um, and, and the reason we had to stop, and I apologize, is we had a gentleman wanted to deliver, he just had a cow butcher, and he wanted to deliver the meat for that. So that's another way, if we've got, you know, farmers out there, if you know a friend that's a farmer, and you're willing to buy a cow to have it donated to us, we'd be gl glad to take it and, and give it away. And of course the turkey truck, you, you can walk, you can run, you can skip, you can do anything. 
So old had... folk like me, we're probably warm. We've had people <laughs> ride horses. We've had um, skateboards. We've had oh, nice. skate wheels. You know the uh, wheels. Roll blades. Yeah, blades. Those, right. We've had rail blades, and and so however you want to get there, baby carts, dogs. Scooters are several. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. As long as you don't run people over, you're more than welcome. We don't care how you get your exercise. Just come on down and get your exercise, and bring us a few cans of food, and we'll be happy. Now, where do you see ACIM in the next three or five years or so? Well, um, we've got to get back on charge. We've got to get this COVID stuff behind us and start getting some donations coming back in. Unfortunately, we've had a manufacturer move out of the area. It was Santa Fe Tobacco. They used to give us $2,000 a week in organic produce. Mm. That is going to be a huge loss for us um, because people are getting healthy vegetables that way. Um, yes, a lot of farmers donate their vegetables to us. But $2,000 a week was a very, very huge investment in the county of Granville. So we will miss that desperately. So um, we just got to start growing again as far as getting the food in. We got the people. We just got to get the food. We right. need sponsors. Yes, Preferably sir. local sponsors if we can. We're not asking for $2,000 a week. I mean, that was an enormous amount. But any type of sponsorship on a regular basis, that would certainly help us. And that way we can be more efficient. We know what we've got coming in as opposed to hit and miss every month. Yeah. And how do you see Oxford and the area in general changing in the next five years or so? Well, it's it's growing. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to grow. Um, and thanks to Oxford, they're, they're doing a really good job of getting that going. But because of that, then we're going to have some of these people that are um, still more people that are needing. We're going to aging yeah. out that are needing, you know, even, even though their job's out there, they're aging out and if they've lost their job then they're going to need food and we're going to have to help with that so i'm hoping my dream is to be worked out and not being needed but um since jesus asked us way back in his day to feed the needy and we're still doing that i have a feeling it's not going away yeah anytime well, soon since jesus time there have been people needing food I'm sure they will always that. feed the need and with the growth of Oxford and surrounding areas in Granville County, hopefully we can get a lot more donations and getting a lot more people involved. Yeah. Um, if I can say this from behind the camera, um, how can Oxford grow well? Um, one of the things that I love about this community is just the generosity that I keep encountering in so many different people. Um, and how to have people that move here to say, this is what this place is like. Be aware. Yes, be aware. We, and he, and yeah. we need to get out to those people and just, you know, like you used to do in the olden days, you know, and just go knock on your neighbor's door and let them know what you know about Oxford and Granville County um, because that's the only way they're going to find out because those people are going to be very busy people that are moving into this area. And if we don't get to them first, by knocking on their door and letting them know, then we're probably going to lose them. Yeah. Correct. It sounds like one of the best ways to address food insecurity is simply getting to know your neighbor. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah. And you'll never know what you're going to meet, whether you meet somebody that, that can be very generous or somebody that can't and does need our help. Yeah. So either way, it works out well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time and all your thoughts and everything, Sue and John, and 
Alan behind the camera now. And, yeah. <laughs> um, this is if, if you wonder what happened is the it was the disc ran out of space, but we found a second way to finish our interview here. Do you have anything else you want to add or just say? Just thank you very much. And if you have any questions, you're more than welcome to call the office. It's 919-691-691-1183 is my phone number. Um, so you're welcome to call that number, and I'll be glad to help you out with anything you have questions on. But we do need your service as far as the helping hands. And without you, we can't do We can't do it without that can. So yeah. thank you. And are you guys on social media or anything like that? We are on Facebook and we're also on Instagram. Oh, great. Um, so we will get this, you know, let people know that they can see this podcast that way. Yeah. Awesome. Give them a follow, everyone. We will. Check us out. Checks are welcome. Food is welcome. <laughs> Your body to volunteer is very we're welcome. welcome. Yeah. So please. And there's nobody too yeah. small. We can always put the little ones to work too. That's right. Well, thank you for taking the time and for coming on the Oxford NC Exchange. And here's to hoping that more and more people in the Oxford community um, know about ACIM, how they can participate with ACIM, and that we can have our eyes open to the reality of food insecurity right in our midst and thank to do what God would ask us to do. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Any final words? Have a good one. All right. <laughs> <laughs>